yourselves by the mercy of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by attesting you may discern what is what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Thank you, worship team. Thank you very much for all your preparation and leading us in worship this morning. Good morning, Hampton United Methodist and City Harbor Church. I'm Pastor Rebecca, and I am going to um, start this morning um, going into the Word of God. And um, Gideon just read our main passage for today, Romans 12, 1 and 2, and also the song we just sang is from that. And um, so I wanted to talk quickly about when I hear this verse, what happens in my head? Because I actually... There's like a trio of verses that I go to whenever I hear these things. And whenever I hear one of the three, the other two come into my mind at the same time. And starting with the Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, right? He's telling us the world is going to try to tell you to do all kinds of things, right? Look for money, look for fame, do this, do that. But what is it that God is asking us to do? And um, these verses that kind of come together with this other one have to do with the renewing of our minds and letting God change our perspective on how we see what we do every day. How do we live our daily life as a sacrifice? So the first verse is Colossians 3.23. And it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord, rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give your inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. I love this because this is such an assurance that no matter what you're doing throughout the day, we have an opportunity to do this as a thank you response to God, to live our lives in everything we do, whether it's doing dishes, <laughs> whether it's cleaning your car, or going to your job, or taking care of your kids, or resting. Some of you need to hear that word today, resting. That we can do each of those things as a way to worship God. So then the next one is Philippians 4, 11. And I'm going to start with the second half of that verse and go through 13. I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty. Anybody's stomach been growling this morning? Um, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. When we live, live a life that's open before God, and we learn to lean on Him, and we have this intake of everything that I do, whether my job is something that I love or whether it's something that just pays the bills. When we can do all of these things with a heart that's pure before God, and when we live the life of sin with Thanksgiving, and we are content, content, meaning, ah, this is hard, right? I'm not feeling good, but thank you, God. And I don't know where the money is going to come for this bill, but thank you, God. Or 
This is an amazing summer. Thank you, God, for the family time. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for our vacation. Whatever it is, negative or positive, when we learn to live every emotion, every aspect of who we are, we are truly living as a living sacrifice to our God. And He adores us for that. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Pastor Rebecca. I just want to add on, you know, and share a little bit about um, some of the ways that I think we can live out this passage and, and some of the ways that I see um, this passage being lived out. Uh, just to share a few stories sort of from our congregation, just as a way that you can sort of get to know us, those of you who are from City Harbor, and to kind of see what happens throughout the week. Now, as was read in, in, in Romans 12:1. Paul, writing to the Christians in Rome, says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, on the basis of God's mercy, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. And so often in Scripture we see body, mind, and soul wrapped up. So when Paul is saying here bodies, it's our whole self as a sacrifice to God. Now in ancient Judaism, sacrifice was often used figuratively um, to connote praise and worship. In Psalm 141, verse 2, for example, the psalmist says, Let my prayer be counted as incense, and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. And so Paul is drawing off of this imagery of our prayers and praise being a sacrifice to God, but here he's extending the metaphor even further to connote not just singing and praying, but a whole lifestyle marked by worship. Our daily lives, whether at home, at school, uh, at work, are to be forms of worship to God. Eugene Peterson, uh, in the message paraphrase of these verses, says it this way. He says, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, and your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering, every single part of our lives. And in this way, worship is not just what we do when we come together on Sunday morning, for worship services, but it's what we do throughout the week as we serve together, as we live every moment of our lives for the honor and glory of God. Now for me as a pastor and as a husband and father, one of the ways this played out for our family is that when I was asked to consider being the pastor here at Hamden United Methodist Church, my wife and I, we prayed together to see if what was God was calling us as a family. And we felt God calling us as a family to move into the parsonage next door so that we could be available, so that we could live here, be a part of the neighborhood and community for this time and this place. And although I am the pastor, we see ourselves as a family serving in ministry together. And I also see the, the, the work that I do on a daily basis, my, my full-time job uh, at the seminary where I work. That's a part of my worship to God. The, the full-time job that my wife has at the school where she works, that's a part of our worship to God. Even our kids' schoolwork, we see that as a way to bring honor and glory to God. And so frequently at our dinner table, as I, when I lead us in prayer, I will say, uh, God, would, would you help us to honor and glorify you in all that we say and do? 
Now, as a congregation, we too uh, strive to see every part of our community as an act of praise and worship to God. Um, Whether we're coming together on the first Saturdays of the month, as we started to do recently, to to clean and beautify our our grounds and just maintain our building, Um, or whether it's feeding those who are in need at the food pantry on Wednesday mornings, or whether we're visiting those who are sick or homebound, we see this as an act of worship. And we see worship and, and fellowship and community going hand in hand. And an example of this is, is the food pantry that we host here. It's um, been going for decades, and, and it's a combination of different uh, congregations in the community that collaborate together. But the coordinator of the um, food pantry is uh, one of the fathers in our congregation, and, and his children and his mother and his grandmother are all, and his wife are all involved, and, and some of them are here today, involved in that food pantry for generations Uh, working together to feed the community along with people of other churches and denominations here in our community, Catholics, Protestants, people of various churches, working together, striving together. And I think the the family that that is four generations that sort of coordinates that is just a beautiful aspect of what it looks like to to let our lives be a living sacrifice. I mean, in in recent... uh, uh, Years, the, the men of our congregation have started meeting up for coffee one Wednesday mornings before we go off to work, just to encourage each other midweek, just to share about our lives. And often, you know, we're not necessarily praying right then and there, but we're sharing how we need to be praying for each other. And sometimes we end up brainstorming and, and problem-solving issues we might be facing at work. We have a, 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 one of uh, the men of our church is actually right now in Florida. Um, he's, he's the director of the Red Cross in the surrounding counties here, and he's down there working with mem- um, victims of the hurricane. And so we're praying for him as he's there. And as we meet up on Wednesday mornings, sometimes we're brainstorming together how can we um, maybe even connect him to other resources here in the, in the city. Um, the young adults of our congregation, too, they, they meet up um, bi-weekly, every, every other week, for, for Bible study and prayer and fellowship. And, and this has become sort of a safe haven, I think, for some of the young adults who maybe would otherwise struggle to find their place in the church. And, and one of those young adults has actually started serving by uh, cleaning on a, uh, on a regular basis for one of the older members of our congregation who can't make it out to church. And we see uh, not just uh, young adults and families, but people of every age and stage of life uh, offering themselves as a, as a living sacrifice. Um, every week, for example, Miss um, Lee uh, takes the bulletins and a copy of these sermons to one of the 97-year-old members of our congregation. Um, and she stuffs and folds the envelopes and sends it out as a mailing to all of the other shut-ins so that they can stay connected. 97 years old, she's been a member of this church her whole life still serving, still um, encourages me every time I talk with her. She's such an exuberant part of our congregation. And even though she's not here on Sundays, she's serving, offering herself as a living sacrifice to bless and touch the lives of others who also cannot make it out to church. What a beautiful example of a living sacrifice. Our whole lives dedicated, not just every aspect of our being, but a lifelong commitment to service and worship across uh, our whole lives. So this, I believe, are just some examples of what it looks like to be living sacrifices. And I share this just as an example because I know City Harbor, you're doing 
all the, you know, many things and more, but just to help us get to know one another, to see examples, living examples of living sacrifices. So may our acts of praise and worship and service and community be holy and acceptable to God. May we bring God honor and glory in all that we say and do. Pastor Ben is going to round us out here with our message this morning. Thank you. Excellent. These passages give us this view of God has been merciful. God has been gracious. So we live as a living sacrifice. Our life, our daily life is a spiritual worship. And uh, Eugene Peterson, who pastored in the metro area here, his words around that are, are, are so helpful to us. It's helpful on days that are good and easy, and it's helpful on days that are hard. Yeah. You ever had a bad boss? Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few. <laughs> um, and as I was, uh, I, had, I had one in particular who was notorious for unrealistic expectations that would change and change often. And then to be actually kind of verbally abusive when you weren't meeting the expectations. And you know that uh, this is a fun time of the year for a lot of kids and new opportunities and new things, teachers and parents, but also sometimes our wonderful, beautiful, brilliant, amazing children can be challenging, can have unrealistic expectations, can be, and sometimes the circumstances of life can be like a bad boss, can dictate to us changing unrealistic expectations, feel unsafe. Sometimes the circumstances of life are like that. And this was when a part of this passage really clicked for me. Oh, I, I don't live, I'm not doing this work in this job for that boss. I'm doing it for God. As a thank you to God for saving my soul, for, for giving me life. It's a spiritual worship, a living sacrifice. And I'm so thankful that, you know, that the idea that we came up with to get to know each other better as churches, we've heard so many wonderful examples from yours. And, and in ours, you know, I've seen that as well. You know, so this, this past week when, you know, illness, you know, hit one household, we saw another household with four kids make a three-course grand meal and, and take it over to their house. And, and, and Kristen take it over uh, to Leah. What a blessing it is when things are difficult. And, and I know that there's personal relationship and so there's personal motivation, but I also know that that is just one of many examples of where the motivation is because of God. There's this gratitude because of God. And so there's doing the small things, even when life is difficult, when challenges are difficult, as a dedication for God. I know that for, for Chris, for the people in the, in the worship team today, there are challenges in life, and there's a dedication that it's a motivation for God. It's not a performance of an event that we attend. Uh, and we see that walked out in our small groups, too, as I've seen so many in the City Harbor family, whether it's searching the scriptures on the difficult questions of today, or just loving on each other, listening to each other, 
praying for each other. We've seen that example week in and week out where you have been an amazing encouragement to each other. And I know that at times it's been challenging, but you've done it for God. Not, not out of a motivation because the other person makes you happy. And when the, the, the most difficult years uh, from the COVID, when we were helping distribute groceries and, and in connection and partnership with Hamden United Methodist and helped distribute 95% of them delivered 1.4 million pounds of groceries. And I know that there's easily been that that's come through this building. I know that as we've done Celebrate Recovery, where we've served people here in the community, but also in prisons for several years with biblical 12-step help, the motivation has been because God, as a living sacrifice, as a spiritual worship, where we have gone to court dates, where we have written letters, where we provided for a few years housing for, for multiple participants, where we provided re-entry help for people coming out of incarceration. And in a lot of cases, that means that that individual now is healthy and strong enough that they move out of the community and out of state to other family members. Our motives, I've seen the volunteers of our church tested over and over, proven to be true, that the service was for God. Not to be complimented by anybody else, not even just for the person, but an act of spiritual worship. And I know that as we get to know each other better, those that are present today physically um, and those who are not and will be in, in the month ahead, I know that there's a love for each other in this community that is also born out of that same motivation. Amen. Pastor Galen, will you come? Thank you.